and welcome to the Ultimate Sports Mini number four. Today, me and Cam are going to be talking about our respective top five Tar Heels and top five Blue Devils. If you if you remember from last time, I represented the Tar Heels, so I'm going to be giving my top five UNC players. Cam's going to be giving his top five Duke players. So, Cam, why don't you go ahead and get this mini started? Sounds good, Jay. And we're going to start um, with our number five players first, and then we'll end with our best all-time players from our respective programs. So number five, shooting guard Johnny Dawkins. He played for Duke from 1982 to 1986. For his career, he averaged 19 points, four assists, and four rebounds. Um, He was basically the man that helped start Coach K's dynasty. Um, He started his career in 82, like I said, and Duke would end up making it to the NCAA tournament in 1986, where Dawkins was the player of the year, um, but Duke lost in the championship, so they were the runners-up there. And he is widely regarded as one of the best left-handed shooters in ACC history. He was a two-time All-American who once held the Duke all-time leading scoring title, where he collected 2,556 points. And that was eventually passed by J.J. Redick, who, spoiler alert, I will get into later. So my number five, I've got shooting guard Johnny Dawkins. Not a name that I've heard of before, but I, you know, it's interesting to hear who started it off for Coach K. You know, it had to be somebody, right? There had to be that that talented player. So, and and a lefty, nonetheless. My number five is going to be a name that you've heard of, forward James Worthy, uh, played from seventy nine to eighty two. For his career, he had 14.5 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, and shot 54% from the field. He was the best player on his team and led that team to two consecutive national championships games, winning it in 82, where he dropped 28 points on Patrick Ewing and Georgetown. And he is my number five Tar Heel of all time. Dawkins played in 82 to 86, so, um, you know, he definitely oh, played they probably against played that. each other. Right, right. But anyways, yeah, for my number four Duke Blue Devil of all time, I'm going to go with point guard Dick Grote. He played for the Duke Blue Devils from 1949 to 1952. Over his career, he averaged 23 points and shot about 41% from the field. Those are about all the stats I have um, from that era of basketball, which is kind of funny, <laughs> but uh, it was good enough. I mean, 23 points per game, you know, it's great, great scoring no matter what the era. Um, he was fourth on Duke's all-time single-season scoring list, where he scored 831 points, second all-time in the single-game scoring list, where he scored 48 points, and that was against North Carolina. He was the 1952 National Player of the Year. But, you know, this is why I really put him in here was he was actually better known for playing baseball. So he was a two-time All-American in both basketball and baseball, which is really cool, really unique. Yeah. Uh, He was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1952, right after graduation. But then he left for the Army and he was then drafted in the NBA by the Fort Wayne Pistons. And that's why I had to put him in here. He is one of, if not the best Duke athlete of all time. So he had to be on the list, but his 23 points per game, 41% from the field, um, you know, national player of the year. I definitely had to have him in here. So my number four Blue Devil of all time is going to be Dick Grote. 
100% a name I've never heard of before, but that's incredible. A, a really, really cool way to throw in a, a two-way athlete there. And that's funny because on my number four, I also have my oldest player, and that's going to be Lenny Rosenbluth. Man, Dick Groat and Lenny Rosenbluth really do sound like 40s and 50s names. They do. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't mean to stereotype, but man, like, okay. <laughs> Rosenbluth played from 54 to 57. He For his career, he had 26 points per, points per game, 10.5 rebounds, and he's fourth in UNC history in scoring. And number one for players who only played three years because freshmen could not play at the time, so he only played his sophomore through senior year. In the 1956-57 season, the team went 32-0 and won the national title along with ACC Player of the Year and National Player of the Year, where he scored 30.8 points per game in the tournament an oldie but a goodie rosenbluth absolutely incredible well deserving of the number four spot yeah 30 points per game that's insane i don't care what era you play in i don't care if there's no three-point line in fact it's more impressive more impressive if there's not a three-point line (laughs) good number four there uh my number three guy i alluded to earlier it's gonna be uh, shooting guard J.J. Redick. So he played uh, more recently, the most recent out of any of my players here, from 2002 to 2006. He averaged 20 points per game, two assists, and shot 40% from uh, three-point range. Greatest shooter in Duke history. I don't think it's really up for debate. Um, he's got the NCAA record for 457 three-point field goals made. He's also got the Duke record for free throw percentage, where he shot 91.2%. And uh, to top it all off, he is first all-time in Duke scoring history with 2,769 points. He's also got the most points in a single season with 964. And last but not least, his last year in college, his senior year, he was the National Player of the Year. So kind of surprising that um, he didn't get any um, NCAA championships in there. But, you know, the early 2000s was a great year for basketball. So he just couldn't quite, the team couldn't quite put it together. But J.J. Redick had a great year. Obviously, he had a great NBA career after that. So number three on my all-time great Duke list, J.J. Redick. Yeah, Redick, probably the most, probably one of the more recognizable names. Obviously, a great player. A lot of respect there. I mean, maybe not respect. He is also kind of slimy. I don't know, man. I I, yeah. I can't get away from my Duke prejudices. I'm really sorry. But well, uh, apparently, on the other it's side, not just you, Jay. You know, I mean, that's that's a lot of what I read. Yeah, I mean, this this is me and you know the rest of the the rest of the country. You know, the sane people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the uh, my number three point guard Phil Ford played from 74 to 78. He's second all-time in UNC history for scoring and third in assists. He was on the All-ACC first team three times. He led the team to the 1977 championship game where he played injured before losing to Marquette. You know, he played through that injury. Absolutely incredible to see, but Phil Ford, definitely one of the top UNC athletes of all time. That was your number three. Okay, so we're going to my number two here. Uh, these last two guys, I'm going to try and be quicker about them. Um, these are names that we've both talked about in our previous episodes. So number two, Duke Blue Devil of all time has got to be point guard Bobby Hurley. Um, he played from 1989 to 93. In his career, he averaged 12.5 points, 7.5 assists, 1.5 steals. He's first all-time in the NCAA and Duke history 
in career assists with 1,076. He also has the highest number of assists in a single game and a single season. In that season, he had 289. And in that single game, he had 16 assists. Super, super impressive. I talked about it before, a pass-first guy. He made it to the Final Four three times and helped Duke win those back-to-back titles. And um, yeah, he was a guy that I had a hard time putting him at number two. It was between two and three. Do I want Redick at two or do I want Hurley there? So I put Hurley at number two. You know, I think you guys know who my number one player is going to be. But, Jay, who is your number two? My number two, again, name we've already mentioned before, name everyone's going to know, shooting guard Michael Jordan, played from 1981 to 84. For his career, he had 17.7 points per game, but his junior and senior year, it was 19.8 points per game. So there's definitely a big uptick from freshman to sophomore to junior year, and then obviously as a senior. 1984 National Player of the Year. He was the first UNC consensus pick for National Player of the Year. The 1982 championship game mentioned earlier, it was Jordan who proved clutch and took the game-winning shot in that game and thus launching into the stratosphere the greatest player of all time and bringing him into the national limelight. So Michael Jordan has got to be on this list. Probably there uh, several lists would disagree with me as a UNC player, you know, as great as because his NBA career was so great. It's easy to say he wasn't that great in college comparatively, but he was still great in college. And so that's why he's number two on my list. Yeah. In fact, I, I was surprised that Jordan scored that much in college. I didn't think it was that much. I thought he was an average college player and then really turned it on in, in uh, NBA. But that's not the case. He was a great college player, too. Really fun to learn about him. Um, so then I'll go with my number one guy here. Not surprisingly, it's going to be my center, Christian Leitner. He played from 1988 to 1992 with the Duke Blue Devils. Over his career, he averaged 16.5 points, close to 8 rebounds, and shot 57% from the field. Super impressive there. Um, fantastic skills, but it's really the four years that he played with the team and his consistency is what makes him an all-time Duke favorite and a Duke great. He is third all-time in Duke history in scoring and rebounds, fifth all-time in steals, and sixth in blocks. So he kind of dabbles in everything there, which is what a great player should do and and does do. Um, I mentioned before he was the 91 tournament most outstanding player, and he is the only player, I still believe this is true, he is the only player ever to start in four Final Four games. And on top of that, two-time national champion. Number one, Christian Leitner, baby. Yeah, no no arguments there. He's the greatest Duke player ever. You know, definitely, you know, it, it embodies what it means to be a Blue Devil, I think. But uh, on the other side of things, I have a guy, my most recent player on this list, and still number one, and again, think there's some people that might disagree with me here but this is my top five list so i'm going with the guy that i watched when i was in in middle school and high school and becoming a unc fan and that's going to be forward tyler hansborough who played from 2005 to 2009 for his career he had 20.2 points per game 8.6 rebounds per game and he shot 54 percent from the field He is the UNC and ACC all-time leading scorer and UNC's leading rebounder. He is the third unanimous player of the year after Jordan and Antoine Jameson from UNC. 
He went to three Elite Eights, two Final Fours, and one championship in 2009. He's one of the most winningest players in UNC history. He holds several, more than several records that I mentioned here. And yeah, he's truly one of the heights of Roy Williams' tenure as head coach. So yeah, a lot of props to Tyler Hansborough. Nice. I was talking to Jay before the show and... Um, I knew Hansborough was going to be on his list, but I wasn't sure because I, I didn't know too many UNC players uh, if he was going to be number one. But the numbers speak for, for themselves. I mean, he uh, probably had a lot of other stats, too, that you didn't even mention. Probably a lot of rebounding, maybe some blocking statistics and stuff like that. Super impressive. That's a good list, Jay. Uh, I got some honorable mention guys I want to mention really quick, too. Grant Hill is one of them. A guy I talked about in the last episode. Art Hyman. Big, big guy uh, back in the day. Gene Banks. Then we've got Elton Brand. I remember Elton Brand playing for Duke. And uh, Shane Battier. Um, that was kind of a guy that got lost a little bit for me during his college days. But um, had to give those guys some love to Grant Hill and Art Hyman were guys that I was going to have in my top five. And I ended up keeping them out. So those are my honorable mentions. But uh, yeah, I, I love the list. Yeah, no, me too. And uh, I got a couple honorable mentions as well. A lot of guys, again, kind of the same in the last two decades that I've seen play. Bryce Johnson, very relatively recent. Ty Lawson, Antoine Jameson, who I mentioned was a player of the year, and he was very close to being on this list. But uh, then Ed Davis, Danny Green, John Henson. John Henson, not exactly an all-time great, but I had a lot of fun watching him play when he was at UNC. But um, yeah, so some names that you might recognize there. But yeah, no, I think um, I, these are some solid lists. And yeah, no, uh, watching highlights of all these guys, you know, the, there's no doubt in my mind that they're some of the greatest ever to have done it. Yeah, and I always think it's cool for our show how we we can talk about these these old time guys. That's what our show is about: bringing in different decades of sports, whether it's basketball, football, um, baseball, hockey, anything. So it was cool. We got to learn a little bit about these guys and, um, you know, go back into the the sports time continuum. So a super fun episode, man. Good top five. Nice compliment to our last episode for sure. But if you disagree with us, definitely let us know. If you've got a different top five or you even disagree with our order, definitely let us know either on Facebook or Instagram where you can find the post. Go ahead, find that comment section and let us know. We would definitely be more than happy to uh, to hear you out. But uh, that is all we have for you today on this bonus episode of the Ultimate Sports Mashup. Until the next sport in the next decade, I've been Jake. And I'm Cam. And we'll see you next time.